Hi guys, welcome back to the sixth episode of Girl Next Door. How have you all been? Hope your week have been great. My week has been very mixed emotionally. It's been like a roller coaster and I'm here to talk about it. So leading quite swiftly on to the topic of conversation today, we're going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about to you guys, about regulating yourself. Now, I feel like this is not really spoken about much, but we do it every single day. We're constantly managing our emotions when faced with a certain task or activity or trigger, we're constantly reacting to that. And it's how we don't have sudden outbursts of anger. It's a level of emotional intelligence that you have in order to not react heavily in one way. So there are two different types of regulation. There's behavioural self-regulation or emotional self-regulation. Now, behavioural self-regulation is the ability to act on your long-term best interest. So it's like going, so you really struggle with getting up in the morning and going for a run straight away, but you do it anyway. That's what behavioural self-regulation is. Or it could be going to work, for instance, and you really struggle doing that, but then you have to do it anyway because of your basic necessities, like living, or you really want a promotion, so you then get up. That is what behavioural self-regulation is. Whereas emotional self-regulation is you taking control of your emotions. So if you ever talked yourself out of a bad mood or if you ever calmed yourself down after something's triggered you or upset you, that is you doing some self-emotional regulation. So if we do it already without us even thinking about it, why do we have to start thinking about it or why do we have to be better at it? Now, if you're like me, sometimes emotional regulation doesn't come naturally or I struggle to believe what I'm saying and by that I mean I might go oh just calm down calm down but the voice in the back of my head is going no it made you angry and it really ramps it up and sometimes the words that you say to yourself don't help you and sometimes it is true our emotions can get the better of us and that might be when you say something out of anger or disgust and don't think things through or you say things that might hurt people or upset people because you're just not thinking about what you're saying you're going from just how you feel and that might hurt people around you causing them to pull away and then we may feel regret that we said something that we didn't mean to say because we weren't practicing our self-regulation but not only can this affect other people around us but it also can really affect ourselves not being able to control our emotions when we feel overwhelmed sad or lonely and not being able to find a way out not being able to find a sense of relief in ourselves. and there are positive ways to do both these things some of the negatives very commonly you know smoking alcohol you drink because you want to feel something or you drink to suppress something down you push it down you don't bring it up and same with smoking you take something in to keep it down to keep your emotions to keep that feeling to suppress what's going on that is a type of regulation but it's not a positive regulation it's going to make you feel worse because those feelings aren't coming out they are being buried within oh my gosh of course when i start talking about emotional regulation the universe just goes oh yeah practice what you preach babes so i start so obviously i'm recording this right now my laptop dies and then i go to plug it in get my charger it's fine read a text on my phone from a lovely viewer so and that made my day thank you so much honestly if you sent me a message on thursday which hopefully you know who you are you've made my day and so i read that text so happy i'm so happy honestly still a high anyway so 
well, I got that text, came to sit in my bed, record it again, and I then forgot to plug it in, so then I had to get up, up again, go to the wall, plug it in, and as I got out of bed, as in, because I'm sitting on my bed to record this, and I just knocked a whole can of Diet Coke onto my fresh bed sheets. Oh my gosh absolute the pain is unreal like that is just so irritating but if i hadn't got that lovely message from the listener you have made me not have a mental breakdown over spilling coke on my fresh bed sheets no thank you anyway just going back onto topic of conversation well i mean it kind of was but getting back to a more level-headed approach to talking about it so there are a number of different emotional regulation strategies that you can master to help with your coping skills and it's important to consider what strategies are best for you and which ones to avoid. So there are two broad categories of regulating your emotions. So you've got reappraisal which is changing how you think about something in order to change the response. And the second is suppression which is linked to a more negative outcome which research suggests that ignoring emotions is associated with dissatisfaction and poor well-being. So let's focus on some of the positive reappraisal techniques that we can do to regulate your emotions. So I've written down here the first one being identifying and reducing your triggers. Now I'm not saying you should avoid negative emotion or you should be afraid of them but you also don't have to keep putting yourself in the situation where that's causing a negative emotion. Say, for example, you always feel sad when you go on a night out. If you carry on going to those nights out, that is going to keep bringing up the same feeling. Starting to look for those patterns, those factors, and be present when you start to feel those emotions. It requires curiosity and honesty in yourself. So when you identify your triggers, you then can start to explore why they carry so much weight or why you're feeling a certain way and whether you can reduce the impact or the importance of that. Consider the story you're telling yourself. Now, in our brain, we have so many thoughts. Like I said, 400 different, or plus, 400 plus different emotional experiences throughout the day. Let alone there's other things going on inside your brain as well with random thoughts, what you're doing, how you're feeling, random scenarios you're making up in your head about certain people, (laughs) anything, you know. So depicting what is rational and what is irrational or what is real and what is not real can sometimes be quite faint or have blurry lines in our head because our brains are powerful things and sometimes if everything's there's so much in there we struggle to pick out what is real and what actually makes sense so i could be thinking i don't know i need to get this work done i need to do my laundry but i'm a bit hungry i'm gonna go make myself some food so much going on but then i'm also thinking oh if i uh then start romanticizing my life about with a certain person or you know oh i could really love to date like leonardo DiCaprio. I know he's an old man now, but, you know, I'm picturing him when he's younger. That type of thing is obviously that's not real. But our brains wander and we go down different paths and it's depicting the actual true story. So I know I went on a bit of a tangent there, but considering the story you're telling yourself. So say if you text a friend and they've not texted you back, we fill in the blanks with what we think or with our own details when actually that might not be the case. Your friend might be busy or they might be ill or they might not have had a chance to check their phone today. All of those things, but sometimes we go on this spiral of, oh, they didn't like us. They're doing this to cut us out. They don't want to talk to us. And and it's not because they don't care about you. So next time before you make all these huge claims in your head, 
take another minute and just ask yourself what other explanations could there be and try and look for those positive emotions. I know it's really difficult because, you know, we tend to focus more on the negative emotions. We don't necessarily think in the moment we are happy, oh, we are happy because we just are. But in a moment of sadness, that is all we can think about is we're sad, we're sad. And that is difficult. It is known as like the negativity bias where we think that negative emotions hold more weight than happy ones. That's why we notice when we're sad and not happy all the time. So really being present and focusing on all your emotions all the time, I know it's going to be difficult, but this is where practicing these techniques come into place, is when you are feeling or finding the little things in life that make you happy. So the other day when I went on my walk, I was looking out and little things are making me happy. And if I didn't notice what I was feeling on that walk, I could have just gone on my walk, not for any emotion, and then got back in the car and gone home. Whereas I was looking around me and I was going, isn't that person beautiful? Oh my gosh, that dog is so like smiley looking. Those plants look at the blossom they look great i can't wait for that tree to be full of leaves i was finding all the happiness in the things around me and it made me a lot more present and happier in myself because i was focusing on the positive feelings i wasn't focusing on oh shit me my toes are rubbing in my shoes or oh i've just got my boots messed up because of the mud i could focus on that but obviously it's changing the perspective, shifting that energy into something more beautiful. Be like, yes, there's mud on my shoe. Wow, the earth is great. <laughs> Obviously, that's actually related to everything because if there are some designer shoes, I bet you'd be rather annoyed. But it's finding the beauty in different things, in the little things. Now, I'm just going to give you my personal experience with this the last week because I've really been trying to do this because this podcast, I was meant to record it basically on Monday. I try to record it as soon as I can um, after I publish on Thursday and it's Wednesday today. So I have got a really quick turnaround to edit this and I'm gonna, hopefully it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the week didn't go to plan. Started off with feeling bad about my body image. We all have those days, bad body image days. And I know that a week before or 10 days before my cycle, my period, I get really bad body image and that's just something I get. I literally look the completely same and I know it happens every month and so I have learnt to identify my feelings at that time so I know a week before my period I'm gonna feel a bit shit. So I tend to wear more comfortable clothes, I don't look at myself in the mirror as much and I just kind of accept that and I'm like I love myself and I know that it's just for that time. I accept my emotions, they're valid and I deal with them in that certain way. I don't do anything I don't feel comfortable with doing, I just, I look after myself and that is a type of emotional regulation. But then something else has been going on which there's nothing that's made me typically in a bad place or sad or anything like that but I've just had an underlying feeling the last week or so of not feeling good enough. Now, certain people might bring that emotion out of me. There's no one that can make me feel like that. So when I'm around a certain people, it reflects that on... It makes me feel like that. Now, that's not to say that their intentions were to make me feel less than or not good enough. But that is the way that I feel sometimes in that person's presence. Or it could be online, whatever. But the thing is, I've never actually analysed how I felt. I've always just felt, meh, 
or I've changed certain behaviours to fit in so they maybe like me a bit more. And it's only been today, 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 when I realised that. So like I was saying about this walk, I really struggled on Tuesday. I struggled to get out of bed. Now, if you listen to my podcasts, you know that I am a a 6am-er 6am? I'm a 6am waker-upper. Oh god, I wake up at 6am. I don't know why I'm saying it in a weird way. I wake up at 6am normally every day because I like having lots of hours to my day. I go to bed early so that routine works for me. But I was really struggling to get out of bed. I didn't know what was really up with me. Obviously I'm a week before my period so that was a bit ugh. But this feeling was just a bit different for me. I've not experienced this feeling for a while. So I felt really uncomfortable to be in that headspace. Anyway, I really struggled to get changed, to wash my face that day, to brush my teeth. And I'm just being honest because that's the way I was feeling. And it's really important to find those steps that you can do to make you feel better. So I know from past experiences that playing a bit of Harry Styles on my Alexa... The person who lives next to me probably hears it through the walls all the time and just goes, oh, that girl's listening to Harry Styles again. Because I listen to it only in the mornings, only in my morning routine do I listen to Harry Styles. I'm not like a, a massive Harry Styles fan, but for some reason, his music just makes me feel great in the mornings. So I pop on a bit of Harry and I just say, okay, brush your hair. And I brush my hair. And then I go, okay, put your clothes on. And I get ready. And then I go, okay, brush your teeth and wash your face. And I go to my bathroom and brush my teeth and wash my face. Though I take a step at a time and I don't focus on the big picture because sometimes I get very overwhelmed with what I've got to do. So I've got to wake up, make my bed, get ready, wash my hair, brush my hair, wash my teeth, make breakfast, clean up from breakfast, then start working and then get changed and then go to the gym. Sometimes there's lots to go on. So I take it a step at a time. And sometimes all I can do is get out of bed, make my bed, brush my teeth and brush my hair and maybe put on some more fresh comfy clothes but some days it's like that and that's okay whereas some other days they might be more productive and they might do more tasks than I even set out to do oh god I've just remembered that my washing has been sat wet in the washing machine for all day oh gosh oh well (laughs) and I know by doing these steps by washing my face brushing my teeth creating a nice breakfast making my bed makes me happy So no matter how much I really can't be asked to do them or I've got no motivation to do it, I focus on the one task at a time. Now, I come at my problems the same way. So say if I'm feeling sad like I had been the last week or so, what can I do to make me happy, okay? One, exercise. Exercise has been, you know, great release of endorphins for me, or for everyone, but I love it. It makes me feel great, free, empowered, because I'm the week before my period, I'm more lethargic and I haven't got as much energy. So then when I didn't go to the gym, I felt lazy. Well, actually, in fact, girl, you're on your period, well, a week before your period, this is the lethargic period of your cycle. Give yourself a break. Do some gentle exercising. So that's what I did. I took myself on a hot girl walk and I felt brilliant. And I was loving life. I was singing in the car. I know that turning up a bit of, a bit of Rihanna, turned up a bit of Rihanna in the car and I was singing my heart out and I felt great for about a couple hours. Then I got back into my room my my cell of a room <laughs> and I then felt rubbish again and I didn't know why because normally 
the release of endorphins and, and being outside in nature just clears everything away and makes me feel my, like my head's clear, makes me feel good and my problems are normally solved. So why was I still feeling like this? Why was I still feeling down and like uninspired? Because I hadn't identified what I was feeling. Well, I did, but I didn't do it deep enough. So I identified that I was sad, tick, well done. But I just thought, okay, you're sad. Do the generic what you do when you're sad. And that didn't tick the box because that's not what my feelings were about. So I thought my feelings were maybe feeling, and it's actually been a bit of an eye-opener for me as well, just think that sometimes what might work for some scenarios won't work for others. Now, in that state that I was in of not feeling motivated, it was me not feeling good enough. My In my head, the voice going, yeah, you're not you're not good enough, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, this person doesn't think of you like that, this person is this, this person thinks that. Just me overthinking things in my head. So when I went for a walk by myself, outside, with my headphones in, normally to reflect on my feelings, which I was doing, but it wasn't ticking that box because it wasn't what I needed. I didn't need to reflect on my feeling of being sad because I'd already identified that. It was where I was going to go from there. When I got home, I then kind of didn't really know what to do. I was a bit stumped, really. I was like, oh, well, that was my only plan, so I guess I'm going to be like this forever. (laughs) Obviously, I wasn't going to be. And then I decided to call a friend. Calling that friend did me wonders. It made me feel heard. It made me feel like... I wasn't going like mad because I was explaining to her all my feelings and she was validating my feelings even though I can obviously validate my own feelings but hearing someone else's opinion and hearing someone else say yeah that's valid you're valid or what you're feeling is normal and I feel like there's sometimes it was having that person that it was getting it out my brain because I was all up in my brain of I knew what I was thinking but there were so many things going on and having those mixed lines of what was true and what's not, not being able to piece the pieces together. So when I was telling my friend all the emotions that I was feeling, it was almost like I knew what I wanted to say and I knew what I was feeling, but in my brain, when I was keeping it all in, could I not process that? It's like when people have a list in their head and you know everything in your head, but then when you write it down on paper, you can actually see for real what is going on and you know what you need to get and that was basically what I was doing with that friend I knew everything what was going on in the head I could feel it I was processing the emotions but when I was saying it it made it real and it made me realize that what I was saying was true and those feelings were feelings of not feeling good enough now my friend being the great friend that she is obviously she was telling me that that is not the case and I am good enough which is lovely to hear But it wasn't even that she was telling me I was good enough because I know I'm good enough and I don't want that to sound, it shouldn't sound, you know, big headed or anything at all because that's not what I intend it to be like. But I know that I'm good enough, but sometimes we do have those doubts. But the the way it helped me and benefited me was not from her saying that to me, it was for me getting it out of my head. Thank you, Emily, for being my piece of paper. (laughs) But... I was able to tell her these things in a non-judgmental way. She wasn't judging what I was saying. 
and it really cleared up my head so I could then get my highlighter and highlight where obviously my metaphorical highlighter I could highlight where I was getting these feelings from and it really helped me so there's different ways to handling emotions and it's definitely practicing self-regulation and working on maintaining your emotions and managing them and doing the steps that you need to do to help you listening to some music painting having a detox from your phone it's doing all these things that you know that will help you putting them into place that is you self-regulating but you could also get regulation from others as well so you can get regulation from friends like i was saying with emily you know she made me feel heard and valid and great you can get regulation through hugs and that's another type of emotional regulation it's the feeling comfort and feeling safe so there's many different things and it's kind of choosing which one's appropriate for you in your scenario but i just wanted to come on here and share what i've been going through the last week i'm sorry this is a bit shorter than the other ones but this is how i'm feeling at the moment and i've come through a realization that some things might not always work for you and about switching up and still keeping your mind open to learn about yourself and learn what you're going to be going through because it's just because you've learned something through one experience say you've experienced this before doesn't mean that that resolution or that answer is going to be the same again and maybe nine time out of ten it is but you know if you're hit with a with a rogue curveball it's about dealing with those things and moving on from them and so i can happily say that i'm sitting here now feeling on top of the world even though i've got coke on my on my bed sheets because i am recording my podcast i have analyzed how i'm feeling and i'm sitting with that feeling and accepting them and so now i'm here i'm gonna go get myself a nice dinner i don't know what i'm gonna get i might get a wagamama's that'd be quite nice yeah there's been a very chatty one and i just hope that you guys all have a great rest of the week i'm gonna be on an editing mad one tonight i do have instagram it's at girl next door underscore podcast i post little reminders reels cute posts i really take pride in my instagram i love it so if you want to go follow that please do rate the show follow the show do whatever it really helps me out and i hope you all have a great rest of the week and i'll speak to you next time bye guys